0: Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week, I got to hang out with St. Louis native Matt Jordan. We talked all about his original music. We talked all about his love for albums. And we talked all about the music that inspires him day in and day out. His new song, Boulder, is out now. Go check it out. Matt Jordan, the RCM Podcast, coming at you. what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the member country music podcast as usual i'm your host kyle corbus and today i get to welcome matt jordan on the show uh super excited great artist great songwriter and um just seems like great dude so matt thanks for coming hanging out with me i appreciate it i'm super excited to get to know you a little bit
1: yeah buddy thanks for having me i appreciate you
0: of course of course so the people um who who are listening currently um if you saw my uh, tweet yesterday i've been having a lot of zoom problems so if you're listening right now and 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 you want to throw a your guy, a, a, a follow here. I'd really appreciate that because I need to figure out a way to pay for my zoom now, but um, <laughs> that's besides the point we're moving on no more zoom. Um, Yeah. So Matt, thanks for hanging out with me, man. I, uh, I I've, I've been listening to your stuff uh, for a while now. Uh, I think, I think I, I stumbled across um probably before that. I always say like I stumbled across someone in a generic area, but probably before that. And I just didn't realize it, but I really started listening to you when, when, when middle of everything EP came out. Um, so I guess some, at some point last year, um, and, and I think the one thing I loved about you is that, is that you're, you're you're kind of a really nice rasp to your voice. Uh, Mm -hmm. You're not trying to do anything too crazy. It's just, it's, it's, you know, for you, it's a lot about the song and, and, and you just put forward a great product. So, um, what what kind of uh for you you know you grew you live in st louis and um you know you go i guess you go back and forth to nashville right to do uh things of that nature um but but for you like what 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 is the most important part of music like what did you grow up listening to like what is your what are some of your um i'm not gonna use the word inspirations but uh uh like what do you what'd you listen to that made you say like hey like one day i want to do this
1: yeah it was uh... uh it was the American rock, Heartland rock stuff. I grew up, my whole family is like musical in their own way. Um, but my dad was really kind of who turned me on to music. And he uh, always, when I was little, like I remember being six years old and he would turn on like Bruce Springsteen or Jackson Brown and Bob Seger, the Eagles. And it was never like, hey, listen to this cool guitar solo. It was like, listen to this line. And he's yeah. always calling out lyrics, you know? <laughs> and so like, I was a six-year-old who like didn't, um, he couldn't even wrap my head around the lyrics that he was telling me to listen to. That's still what I was paying attention to. So right. for me, it's always been about the story and the lyric and that's really kind of how I got into it. Like I started a band in high school and yeah, we were bad. Um, but like what I loved the most was the writing songs, you know, and I was a singer and I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket then. Um, but I just love the writing part of it, you know, so really kind of when I got started, I thought I would just be a songwriter and, um, trying to write songs for other people, you know, and I, I moved to Nashville, I went to college at Belmont. And that was kind of what I was planning to do when I got there. Um, and then I started going out and playing my songs and realized I really enjoyed the performance side and actually loved the songs I was writing. And I wanted to be the one to sing them. So I kind of got into the, the artist side of things at that point, nice. you know, Nice. Yeah, I, um,
0: I love that. I think it's phenomenal. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like, and I'm, I'm not knocking my dad here, but there were a lot of times where it was like, hey, like, listen, right, like, listen to this solo. Like, listen to Clarence Clement, Shred shredding the sax. And those are great, right? Like, those those oh. are awesome. But yeah. for me, as a kid, now looking back, if I had, now, to be fair, when I was six, right, I was not nearly as, you know, looped in with music as as I am now. Like, I wasn't, like, yeah round in i knew i loved it right i had a cd player and i would walk around with the C- like a portable cd player right and just pop yeah. in cds but like i i like i i never was like oh my god like i can't wait to listen to this i can't wait to listen to that just yeah. not until later in life did that happen. um yeah. i mean you know if we think about it i guess i guess at some point as a kid i probably did become obsessed but not to that extent so you know if i had that that hey listen to this line maybe maybe I'd be somewhat musically talented. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I didn't have that. So um, I don't, I think that's really cool though, because I think that, that especially when you have, you know, songs that are so like, you know, instrument heavy and, and, and guitar heavy and, and whatever instrument you are thinking of um, it's always kind of look at this, not, not really. And, and yep. not that, not the that the instruments, you know, drown it out, but um, you know, it's the instruments that kind of stick out to you, I would say, especially as a young, as a young person. So um, right. I think that that's awesome. What is your uh, what, what was your first concert experience? Like, was there ever an experience where you said like, oh, this would be so cool to do for a living? Because like you said, you know, you you moved to Nashville to, to do songwriting yeah. and you realized you enjoyed performing, too.
1: Yeah. So the, the funny thing about me, my first concert that I actually went to in my life was Don Henley, uh, oh, which man. is like I was spoiled, you know, to get to go to that as my first show ever. Uh, And I remembered, I was young, I was probably seven or eight, but I remember little bits and pieces of it. Um, But, like, I was a weird kid, like, that listened to my dad's music through, you know, middle school and even into high school. And then I have a a brother who's three years older than me, and um, he had gotten tickets to go see Switchfoot. Nice. Oh, my God. And cause he knew like meant to live and dare you to move in the hits. And he was yeah. like, Oh, you should come with me. And so me and him and, and two of our buddies went to see Switchfoot at at uh, the pageant in St. Louis. And there was a band opening called Moses Mayfield and they are not a band anymore, but Matthew Mayfield, the front man is still doing stuff. And like, I was floored watching them. Like, I think that was when I was like, this is cool. And it was like my first taste of like my music, like, yeah. All my friends were listening to rap and and punk and that kind of stuff. And like, I was still listening to my dad's music. And at that concert, I was like, this is the first time I I have an artist that I know about that I found that my dad didn't tell me about. And Matthew Mayfield, the singer of Moses Mayfield, was just like, he was just like a rock star. And his voice was killer and his songs were great. And I was like, this is really cool. Like music's really, it's not just dad's thing. Like music is really cool. And I'm into it now. You know, I feel like that's kind of when, I got the bug to really, even though I grew up around it, that's when I got the bug to like pick up my guitar again and start writing songs and try to sing and and that kind of thing, you know? Dude, that's
0: so sweet because that's what happened to me. Like that's, that's why I found country music too. Like, that's why I found country music is because like it was the first, it was the first thing that I felt like I knew that my dad didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. my, My dad, i'm sure i'm sure your dad's the same way but my dad can like riddle off dates where he's like yeah this came out in like september of 82 and this one came out of yeah. you know, and you know the next year in 83 you know what i mean so like he's like really good about that so you always feel like you're kind of just like like okay yeah he, he knows a lot more than that but like that's why like like because i was the same. i was the same way as a kid like that's what I, I grew up listening to that stuff too and then i found like bowling for soup and like bands like that somewhere along yeah. the way right. which like for me, was like the other thing, but yeah, I, I agree. I think that's awesome because I was that kid that didn't enjoy listening to rap music. Also, yeah. so I'm, I'm glad we yeah. can relate on that on that level. There, totally. I was I was that kid that tried to learn how to like it, yeah. and then it just I realized later on I just really didn't like it, and I was trying to force myself to like it. Yeah. So, totally, so, totally I'm, yeah. I, I'm with you. I uh, I sometimes still um, I, I, I drive an older car, so I, I have an aux cord in my car. barely right so (laughs) i i have an aux cord and uh i recently have started um pulling out a couple of my old cds and like acquiring some more just at like record stores and stuff for like a dollar or whatever yeah So i keep them i keep them in my glove compartment and when my phone's like about to die i just like pop a cd and my girlfriend would be like wow like what is this 2005 i'm like this is great like, this is what I used to do as a kid. Like, this is that, awesome.
1: Yeah, dude. I, I don't know what, like, what the problem is here, but this is phenomenal. So, so. I don't know. something beautiful about, like, the old ways of listening to music. And I, I think <laughs> what's cool about that is, like, with a CD or a, a vinyl, you get the full album. And, like, See? as a musician, I appreciate that. Because, like, when I just do a single, it's cool. But, like, writing for a project, like an album or an EP or whatever, it's like you you're intentional about how you sequence and pick those songs and so what i love about a cd is like you get to listen top to bottom and you can skip obviously way more likely to go through the whole thing if you're on a cd than spotify popular songs from an artist exactly because you're not gonna want like let's
0: be real too well maybe maybe back in the day we could do this but now i can't i am not too coordinated enough to take the cd out of the disc reach into my glove compartment pull another one out that i want and do a switch while also driving down the highway at 65 right. miles an hour i'm just not that coordinated
1: Yeah, so you just got to stick to the one so you just
0: you just kind of listen to it and have the other one on deck right, right. <laughs> i don't know i don't know i think it's just a great it's a great thing it's just wonderful for me um so uh let's kind of talk about this music here so so uh you know you were saying how you're currently in St. Louis and, and you go back and forth, uh, when, when needed to, to Nashville, is that difficult for you? Is, 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 I don't know what the, what the, listen, I'm not a great when it comes to like geography. So I don't know the, the time. Like I know a lot of like the stuff, how long it takes for me to get to one state to another here, but in terms of like Nashville, like it's a 14 hour drive for me to get to Nashville. So I don't know how long it is for you, but
1: yeah, it's like a five hour drive for me. So it's not bad. It's, it's not an easy bad. day trip. I mean, I've, i'm married and i've got three kids um so the part that makes it hard is like my daughter right now is just like she hates when i leave yeah. <laughs> um and she's five and and that's like it, it's challenging because I'm, I'm gone a lot you know between going on the road for shows and yeah. traveling to write and record in nashville um the family dynamic of it can be challenging sometimes but uh travel wise it's it's a breeze i've literally during covid um, like early on in COVID, I had recorded these songs, a couple of songs, uh, a couple of the ones that ended up on the middle of everything EP. Yep. Um, and we had, like yep. tracked the band stuff, but I hadn't done vocals yet. Mm-hmm. And then like COVID hit, it's so, like no one was traveling. So I literally, and I didn't know, like, you know, when COVID first hit, it was like scary. Yeah. And so I would, I literally drove to Nashville one morning, recorded songs, and then drove back that night. because I'd like, probably
0: took you an hour and a half less than typically would. There's no yeah. one on
1: the road. <laughs> right. But I, you know, I did it. I did the full trip there and back in recording in, oh. in a single day, which I wouldn't do again. Um, but we didn't know what was going on with the world, you know, <laughs> which you I know. wouldn't recommend again. Yeah, you, I know. You I couldn't do it in a day at fourteen hour each way. Yeah,
0: no, not, not at all, not at all. I did, I did do a. Um, I used to. It's funny because I used to like I, I was, I was bored like anyone else. I used to just go and drive for like oh, yeah. hours, mm-hmm. and I used to just drive and drive and drive. Because like what I wasn't spending money really on much else, yeah.
1: Gas yeah, was cheap, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. It wasn't.
1: It wasn't five dollars. It was right.
0: right, right, It was like a dollar something. So, you know, it, it was easier to. It was. It wasn't sixty dollars, 65 dollars to fill my tank. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So, um, but but that's but that's awesome, and 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 I love that. You know, you you do go back and forth it, as for being a musician. Is it, do you find yourself like? And obviously, you know, you're you're at a different point in life than some of these, you know, young 18 year olds that just pick up and move it town. But um, do you uh, do you find it difficult to 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 do the back and forth to to maybe get your music out there or, or to make that connection? Um, but you're not far. So maybe it's not as hard. But
1: yeah, it's I was actually having this conversation. I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago. And one of my co-writers, I I played a writer's round when my co-writers came out and he and I hadn't seen each other in a bit. So we were talking about stuff and um, yeah, it's challenging um, from a standpoint of like, I don't feel like I'm in the network the way that everybody else is. Like you go to, you know, a place like Live Oak in Nashville and it's, you know, they're doing rounds, you know, almost every night a week and multiple rounds a day. And everyone's there. It feels like, you know, like there's like this really cool community of young writers and like, they're all really good. And so I go to that and I'm like, man, I miss being like a part of this sometimes, but then I go home and and I was telling my, my buddy, I was like, I think what's good about me being in St. Louis is I don't have the, the pressures of Nashville. Like right. I'm not surrounded by like the new hot thing. Like, I don't know what everyone else is doing. So I feel no pressure to like go do what everyone else is doing because I that's like that what a lot, actually. For, you know? And so it's just like, yeah. When we write my songs, it's like, "What does Matt Jordan want to say today?" And like, let's just write that with no regard for what's commercial or what's, you know, what labels are looking for or anything. So, in in a way, it's like being where I'm from, staying here, you know, kind of having my roots at home. It's like you're getting the most authentic version of Matt Jordan. You know, that's awesome. I love that pressure. You know, dude, that's sick. I like that. See. See that
0: that that was a good answer. That 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 was a really good answer. Um, no, I think I think you're right. Cause like I think you know what, there are so many people that that you know I've talked to before that that you know pick up that within the last two years have picked up and moved to Nashville, right? And and they love it. Like they don't have anything bad to say about it. But the one thing that they'll say, and I'm not saying everyone's like this, but there's been a handful. The one thing they'll say is like, man, like honestly, like I miss home. Like I loved living wherever they were living, right? And, and they were like I missed home and if I could do it both from you know my hometown area and also do it like how I'm doing it now I absolutely would yeah. and you know obviously in time that that comes where you know people go do the thing for for 10 years whatever it is and then you know head on back and and still do it from where they are but um that's probably the perfect medium because you're right you know you get the most authentic version of yourself cuz this is you know this is your roots this is where you grew up and I get some pretty damn good songs out of it too, so yeah. um, you know it's it's inter- interesting perspective. You know, it's yeah. It's-
1: like when yeah. I when I moved to Nashville, um, I transferred to Belmont halfway through college, and when I moved, um, it was like Florida Georgia line had just blown up, so they were like the big names. Sam Hunt was starting to come up. Jason Alden was huge. It was really like the country rock kind of like the bro yeah. country era, um, and. I definitely felt the pressure living there, especially now. I was also at the time thinking I was going to be a writer for other people. So I kind of had to figure out how to do what what they were doing. Right. Um, But I, I was writing stuff, just chasing like whatever commercial was, you know, whatever radio was doing. And um, I definitely felt like the weight of that lift when I moved back to St. Louis and being like, I can just write whatever I want to write. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. It's been good. Good for that. That's great.
0: Is, is St. Louis a, um, I've heard a lot of great things about St. Louis, but is is it a musical town?
1: Uh, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting town because like, there's like a really really great like um, punk rock scene here, and I've heard that pop scene, um, and there's great country fans. Uh, yeah. there's not a lot of like local country artists though. Okay. Um, but like when country shows come through town, like it's bananas here. Like, yeah. there they're real country fans in St. Louis for sure um but there's not a lot of like um country bars or or there's not like a big community of people doing country music you know
0: don't worry i don't get those either <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. trust me
0: not that you're surprised but trust me
1: <laughs> yeah but, I, I don't
0: know what that life's like
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's so it's really different in that way but again it's kind of cool like i kind of feel like me and these two or three or four other guys who i know in st louis doing this like i think we have a chance to kind of create that culture and, yeah. and and be the guys who do it, you know?
0: Yeah. Because you know what I realized too, is like, it's like a town like Chicago. Chicago's got a huge country music scene.
1: I do. Yeah. And
0: like, it's, it's kind of surprising. Um, Cause you just, you would never really think that it's, that it's, I guess it is what it is. Right. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine that if someone can do that in Chicago, like there's someone who came along and did that in Chicago. If someone could do that in Chicago. Like you guys can do it in St. Louis.
1: For sure. For sure. Absolutely.
0: 100%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an exciting opportunity. I think. Yeah,
0: I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Are you a um? I know. I know St. Louis fans are very uh, in sports are very diehard. Are you like a Cardinals fan or like maybe a Blues fan or I don't know.
1: And so here's the thing: like I love the Cardinals and I love the Blues, mm-hmm. but like those are our two professional teams anymore, and those two sports specifically. The seasons are so long, I have a really hard time staying engaged through the whole season. Hey, that's fair, dude. You <laughs> that's... Know? Like if we had a football team or, or like a we're getting a soccer team, which is kind of cool. But like I could follow 16 weeks of the NFL. Fair. I cannot follow 182 baseball games. You know, so like fair. Cardinals make it to the playoffs. I'm all in. I'll watch playoff games. I'll go to Cardinals games a couple times during the summer, but like I right. cannot tune in and watch every game on TV because it's the games are long and the seasons so long. I'm like, man, that's would such you a watch fun. would you watch the playoffs? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, did you watch the Blues in the playoffs or now? A little bit. They played a lot on Monday nights, and we yeah. do band practice on Monday nights, so I missed a lot of the games. But yeah. when, I, when I could, I would watch it. Hockey, I'm also, like, getting old, man, and so my eyes aren't great. And on TV, it's hard to follow a hockey puck. I know I sound like an old man. but like Dude, can I,
0: can, I tell you, can I tell you something? I've never said this before. I don't think I've actually ever said this before. So I actually work for the NHL Network in New Jersey. You really? <laughs> Yeah, so I work for Major League Baseball too, but during hockey season, I work for the NHL. And I've been watching these games every single night. And I have to say that I could not agree. I wear glasses uh, for distance, and I have a monitor that's probably about, like, the size of, like, someone's, like, living room TV sitting in front of me, but, like, probably, like, a little bit longer than an arm's reach. And I actually have to squint to see the puck. Like, I miss the puck.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the hard thing for me. Like yeah. I love hockey; i's like the coolest sport to me. Like, I was never uh, at remotely coordinated enough to play hockey. Like, I can barely stand on ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's the coolest sport yeah. to me. Like, and I watch it. I'll watch it on TV, and I'm like, I can kind of follow it because I can see where people are going. Sure, I just have a hard time. Like finding the puff yeah,
0: yeah it's it's a little tough and then when they get in like little like uh little uh scrums in the corner oh, yeah, like the it's, scrumsy,
1: yeah you're over i'm like well someone's gonna come out with it but I could. oh my
0: god but it sucks because for me like as of recent it's become like most entertaining sport for me to watch like yeah. i just love to watch it because it's just yeah. nice. i don't know it's just games are fast-paced they move and then you know for, for what it's worth. I mean, they, it seems to, for the most part, they seem to all score a lot for, yeah. you know, in terms of, you know, how much you can actually score, but
1: I appreciate the high speed of hockey. And that's my other yeah. thing with baseball is like, it just kind of, it, it gets a little slow on TV when you sure. go to the game and you have the whole experience in person. Like it's a Ho-
0: totally different,
1: totally different, totally different. You know, I yeah. would kill to go to a baseball. Game.
0: I would go to, if I never had to watch another baseball game and all I had to do was, like if I had, if I could just go to a game every single night, I would never complain. Yeah, it's a blast. It's like just the greatest atmosphere. It's, just, it's yeah, awesome. Totally. I, I want to kind of circle into your to your music here, specifically kind of, because uh, we could go all the way back to what, like 20, when did you first start putting music out? Like 2016
1: or early? 2015 month? was the first song that I have on Spotify. Yeah.
0: Right. So I feel like if we went, all the way from 2015 and now just going to be a lot. So I'm going to condense it into about the last two, you know, last year and this year. Um, so, so I want to start with the CP here. So middle of everything, it's got five, six, six songs on it. See no glasses can't see six <laughs> songs on it. And uh, uh, it's, it's great. I actually, I love it. Thanks. And it's I'll, I'll just list off the track list really quick. It's middle of everything. Fifth of July, Broken Heartland, Better Man, uh, which was a single, if I believe um correct never look back and stop the sunrise um sure. and it's just a great project um for you as a, as a as a musician and someone who's um now we know as a album guy was it kind of nice to kind of put out this cohesive project even if it's just six songs
1: yeah it was i mean you know before that i was releasing a single like every six weeks um you know for most of 2020 and most of 2021 Uh, and a couple of these songs were singles as well Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah it was just kind of it was fun to like work towards a project and not feel like and and I think what I like about albums and EPs is like uh, when you're writing for singles or you're releasing singles you're really just like okay does this song have commercial viability like is it going to hit as a single and with an album or an EP it's like this one I know isn't commercial, but it, it still has a place on a project, you know, mm-hmm. it's like Stop the Sunrise. I don't think that would have been like a single. It's like real chill and, and stuff, but uh, but I wanted to get that song on, on something, you know. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun to put together a, a full project for sure. Is it um is it one of those things where
0: uh, I know sometimes people put projects together and I think it kind of just depends on what kind of writer you are. But there are some people who put project, projects together and it's got to be like six, seven, ten songs but they have 60. Yeah. Um, are, are you that kind of person? you write all the time to the point where you have, you know, like maybe you had 25 songs, but you had to, you know, cut more than half of them.
1: Yeah. I mean, I didn't like write specifically for the middle of everything. Gotcha. Um, like I'm working on a project right now. That'll be out later this year that we specifically wrote for. Um, but yeah, I write. I'm not one of those guys who like everything I write, I put out, you know, yeah. like there's a lot of songs that I write that live in demo jail, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, um, that's So, crazy.
0: so if you're, if you're, you just mentioned writing for a project, how does that go? Like, like, do you, do you come up with like, is there a song and you're like, okay, I want to base a whole project around this song or, or is it kind of like, you know, I want to base a project around maybe this time in my life. Like, how does that, how does that whole process go? Do you, does the, the thought of the project come first? Or does the song come first and you build off that?
1: For this project that I'm working on right now, that we're wrapping up on, um, we had written like two or three of the songs and they were kind of going to be singles, was kind (laughs) of the thought. And then my, my co-writer, Jarrett and I, who I wrote most of this project with, um, he and i we wrote one more and it was like that song with these other couple we had i was like dude there's a project forming here you know and and they all kind of had the same voice and and feel to them and so at that point it was like all right let's shift now we're not writing singles anymore let's write this album i think we see what it's starting to turn into and so it was really kind of like a a sonic vibe that i think made us feel like this was the right I mean, it was time to chase a project and not, not just more singles, you know? And then the story kind of started unfolding as we, as we started writing the songs, it's not like a concept project, but like there's definitely a, a progression of the story as you go through. through uh, this
0: cohesiveness, I mean, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And so once we were, you know, four or five songs in uh, we had a pretty good feel of like where it was going and what songs were left that we, we still needed to write, you know?
0: Yeah. So is it going to be a, 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 full album or is it going to be more of an EP or to it's
1: gonna, it's gonna be a full album nice. i've uh i've not announced it uh publicly yet but um yeah it'll be a full album this fall um, i'm sorry
0: to pull it out of you i didn't mean to do that
1: <laughs> hey someone's gotta hear it first right um <laughs> right. but yeah it'll it'll be a full album this fall and it's like 11 or 12 songs and That's awesome. there were there were probably 30 or 30 plus that were written you know with the intent of cool. going on the album that we we had to cut some of you know which is That's a lot awesome. of fun Hey,
0: yeah. be, being an album guy, that might, that must be nice. That must be cool. You might you must yeah. be like, okay, like like you got all those all those albums sitting on your wall back there, right? Yeah. And I'm sure you dropped them all, dropped them all on the uh on, on the turntable there and dropped the needle on all the time. But you must be like, wow, like you know, here's Bruce Springsteen's album. Yeah. Here's mine. Like that's that's yeah, so
1: cool. it was it was way more fun. It was the first time I've ever like written for a specific project. Yeah. Like that um And it was it was my favorite thing I've ever done. Like it was so much more fun than just writing. Like, hey, what are you going to write today? I don't know. I have this idea. You know, that's how most co yeah. rides go. And it was so much fun. Like the way that some of these songs came about, man, it was like, you know, well, will you'll hear more about this later. Like some of them were like one in the morning. He'd text me be like, dude, I got this idea. Yeah. And it was like great. Let's hop on Zoom. And like we'd be yeah. I'd be sitting in my basement, you know, two in the morning writing because like we just had to do it. And it was like yeah. this, it was like a manic time like we were just going crazy with it it was a blast
0: don't you feel like it's because you're like you, you were you're now like writing for a longevity purpose not just for you know the three minutes and yep. 30 seconds you have on a song not that that's not like not that that's a wrong thing but now you're writing in in the purpose that you know you're gonna have maybe six songs to follow or yep. 10 more songs to follow you know what i mean yeah. like it's not you can't just get it all into one song or else you're not gonna have anything else yeah so.
1: exactly it's like you're you're looking at the songs need to be great and they also need to fit the vibe and they also need to progress the story. And yeah, it was like, it does feel like more meaningful. Like there's a bigger purpose behind it when you're writing for an album. And again, same deal with the EP that we talked about, like a couple of these songs are not singles. They don't sound like singles and and I'm well aware of that, but like they're personal or they have a deeper meaning that I want to get out and like, so they're going on the album, you know, it was really, really, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and, yeah. and, it, and it did feel like more powerful than just writing a song, you know?
0: That's awesome, man. That's why we do it. That's why we do it. Hey, um, let me ask you then. So, so then in, in this last year you put out, um, heart of, heart of the heartland and then, uh, most recently the good fight, great song. Everybody go listen to it. It's been out for, I think two
1: weeks, yeah, two, two, and a half. two weeks as
0: of recording, maybe three, if you're listening to this now. So, um, right. so, uh, song's great. It's phenomenal. I love it. Is this, like, kind of the jumpstart of what's to come? Or was it just kind of a single that you wanted to put out?
1: No, it's it's the jumpstart of what's to come. Cool. Uh, um, and I think that, yeah, it's it's an upbeat one. It's fun. This album's going to have a lot of those. Nice. Um, it's a lot of, like... We, we really pushed ourselves creatively to, like... I Before we started writing for this album, it was like... um. I was like the guy who wrote mid tempo ballads like everything was like a mid tempo ballad that was like supposed to be lyrically brilliant, you know, and we really like pushed from a rock and roll standpoint to like have some fun, upbeat, you know, songs are fun to play live and and I think we got a handful of them. So yeah, the good fight's a good indicator of what's to come for sure.
0: I love it. Is that is that uh, pushing you out of your comfort zone trying to make everything a little bit more upbeat or are you comfortable doing that.
1: Uh, it's out of my comfort zone. Or at least it was. I feel like we we figured it out in this process. But yeah, I I, I had such a hard time writing upbeat songs for so long.
0: I was going to ask you that. Is that that's difficult? I don't know why. It is for me. And it, it, it seems like it is for a lot of people. It seems like I, you're not alone.
1: But I think like here here's what I figure out about myself. I think that like love songs and upbeat like fun songs are hard to write for me because I, I have a hard time writing them without writing cheesy lyrics to them. Sure. And because I care so much about lyrics, I don't want to do that. And so like, for whatever reason, it's been hard for me in the past to write fun songs that don't have like dumb, cheesy lyrics and yeah. same with love songs, you know? And so I I've kind of stayed away from them in the past. And honestly, man, the way that it happened was like I used to only write on acoustic guitar and I bought this beautiful Gibson three thirty five last summer uh-huh. and started playing it. And I was like, well, I only write on this now. And suddenly like, <laughs> plugging in with delay and, and distortion and stuff suddenly it was like rock songs started falling out you know it was awesome
0: suddenly Matt's part of the Eagles okay
1: <laughs> it was awesome dude
0: that's great I, um, I I've heard that before I've heard they're a little bit more difficult to write and I think about it too and I'm like if I was to write a song like what would probably be the easiest for me to obtain like what do you th- what what do I think that I could really sit down and write and it would probably it' probably be a sad song because like I feel like that's where, that's where a lot of people, have a hard time drawing out their emotions like they yeah. have a hard time like like you're married you have kids right so like you could tell anyone how much you love your wife and kids right but like sometimes those sadder emotions are not always the easiest thing to pull out so i feel like it for for a lot of people especially songwriters and musicians i, I think that it's that it that that's a therapy that's part therapy for them is writing that stuff down and i think yeah. that maybe that's why it comes easier again i don't know because i can't write songs but
1: i think you're on something with that.
0: I think that that's probably probably what I would say is is for me if I was to write songs, it's probably the reason why I could probably write a sadder song than I could um,
1: maybe anything else. But sad songs come way easier for me for sure. Oh my god, yeah,
0: but they're also like I always say too, like you seem like a really happy guy. I'm a really happy guy too. I love sad songs.
1: Yeah, I love, <laughs> I love writing them. I love listening to them. I don't know. I don't know why it is. Funny how
0: that one works. Isn't
1: it? It is. I think a lot of people are that way. I don't know why
0: i i literally don't like people it's so funny i've said this before i'll say it again so my i'll be in the car like with my girlfriend and we both love music you know she 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 plays music herself she, she's a phenomenal singer and whatever so so um obviously i'm a, i'm i'm i am making the car sound significantly worse when i open my mouth but but we'll be in the car and uh she'll be like man like i want to play like uh like an upbeat summer gym and and you just want to drown out the feelings with the sad songs. I said there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that in the slightest bit. Yeah, and it's true though. She's absolutely right. hundred yeah. percent. Like I would, I would pick like a like a Keith Whitley ballad over like something like super upbeat. Totally. But I don't know. I, I'm the
1: exact I'm the exact same dude. It's my just how ha- I see it. I don't know. My, my wife and I are the same way. She like wants to listen to fun, upbeat stuff. And I'm like, oh listen to this, and I'll play like this heartbreak song. She's like, Why would you play that for me? <laughs> and, and you yeah. sit back and you're like, Do you hear this? This is phenomenal. I do that too. It's like, yeah. are you hearing this? <laughs> Totally, man.
0: Ridiculous. It's, it's funny how that works, but you know, Matt dude, thanks for coming on with me, sharing stuff about your music, sharing stuff about your life and, and talking about this uh, new, uh, upcoming, uh, unannounced project until right now. So I'm really excited to hear it. I'm really excited to see what you got coming up and, um, kind of what you're going to do with it. I think it's awesome. And I, and I'm, I'm excited to listen and just kind of, uh, you know hear more about you through these songs and i think it's going to be great so um thanks for coming to hang out with me for a little bit and um let's do it again sometime
1: yeah brother sounds good thanks for having me man of course everybody
0: can go follow matt uh on instagram uh at matt jordan music all one word and uh keep up uh, on the socials go fo- go listen to all his music uh on Apple music spotify wherever you listen to music i good fights out now and um just stay in touch with with everything he's got going on because you know he's he, he's got some great music he's, he's a great writer phenomenal writer and um you know stay in the loop because it's going to be awesome so uh, everybody this is another episode of the member country music podcast remember to rate subscribe give us five stars if you love the episode and follow us on instagram at rcm underscore podcast new episodes come out every friday 11 a.m eastern 10 a.m central wherever you listen to podcasts apple podcast spotify google podcast iHeartRadio, radio wherever you listen to it it's there uh go stream it go share it Go stream all Matt's music. um, Go share it with your friends and do all the good things we say we do week in and week out. Uh, That was another episode of the RCM podcast. I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Matt Jordan. We'll see you next week. Bye bye now.